0: Good morning, and welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. Radio that matters. If heaven
1: was an hour, it would be twilight. When the fireflies start their dancing on the lawn. And supper's on the stove, and mama's laughing. Everybody's working day is done If heaven was a town, it would be my town Oh, on a summer day in 1985 And everything I wanted was out there waiting And everyone I loved was still alive Don't cry a tear for me now, baby There comes a time we all must say goodbye And if that's what heaven's made of You know I, I ain't afraid to die Heaven was a pie, it would be cherry. So cool and sweet and heavy on the tongue. And just one bite would satisfy your hunger. And there'd always be enough for everyone. If heaven was a train, it sure would be a fast one that I could take this weary traveler around the bend If heaven was a tear, it'd be my last one And you'd be in my arms again Don't cry a tear for me now baby there comes a time we all must say goodbye and if that's what heaven's made of you know I I ain't afraid to die yeah if that's what heaven's made of no, I, I ain't afraid to die.
2: Hey guys, this is Pastor Mike, Phase One, Vinton County. Things are going well out here, hope things are going well wherever you're at. Um, God is moving. God is in control. And uh, as I was driving um, to Benton County this morning, the farm, um, God put a verse on my heart, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. And I believe the reason why God brought this uh, to my heart is really uh, for me, but also for all of us. Um, So many times it's easy to get distracted and go with the last part of that verse, um, you know, seeking not God, but, you know, seeking the things that um, are everything else. Um, And a lot of times uh, we get distracted with material things, with people, uh, relationships, and a lot of different things, and it takes away um, our first love, who is Jesus Christ. Um, And many of us, uh, like myself, have, uh, from time to time, um, got distracted with those things, um, the everything else portion of that verse, and um, God became secondary. Um, When in fact, God is the very one who saved our life, who delivered us, who set us free, um, who gave us uh, the grace that was sufficient to restore us, Um, He is um, our deliverer. He is our hope. And we easily can get distracted by all the things of the world. Uh, No matter what phase you're in, no matter what part of life you're in, um, these distractions will come and they do come. The question is, uh, do we leave our first love, Jesus, for these distractions? And, um, you know, the challenge for all of us is that we seek first the kingdom of God. So no matter what comes at us, no matter what distractions, no no matter uh, what relationships, is this something God wants for us? Is this something that is going to influence um, others in the right direction in the positive way is this something that is going to continue our path to follow Jesus or is this something that is going to distract us deter us um, and destroy us eventually um, because it's not of God it's of the enemy so we really have to be careful as Christians to know and serve and um, seek The direction in the kingdom of God, so that we have, um, you know, not only a building of our own faith and and right standing of our own faith, but that we um, influence others, that we disciple others, because we are kingdom builders, not kingdom destroyers. So, guys I really want to challenge us that we seek God first in all of our matters and all that we do in all decisions in all situations that we seek first the kingdom of God no matter what person comes at us wrong no matter what person says something about us about our family members about whatever in life no matter what goes on that we are kingdom seekers that we are kingdom followers and that we are right standing with the Lord Jesus and all I want to say um, to conclude all of this is that we keep him first keep jesus first in your life matthew six thirty three. seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you so if we're seeking god first And his righteousness and his right standing and and our right standing with him and and we're following him, then everything of him will come to us. And, uh, I just want to encourage you that, um, you can do that, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You can overcome because he overcome. You can seek him first. You can do this. You can follow Christ. Keep him first in your life.
3: And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, we'll be in Romans chapter 11, verses 13 through 36. We'll see that Paul was appointed a missionary to the Gentiles, and he reminded his Jewish brothers of this, hoping they too would want to be saved. The Jews were cast away, and thus Gentiles were offered salvation. But when a Jew comes to Christ, there is great rejoicing as if a dead person has come back to life. We'll see that Paul, speaking to Gentile Christians, warns them not to feel superior because God rejected some Jews. The Jewish religion, he says, is like the root of an unproductive tree, and the Jewish people are the tree's natural branches. Gentile believers have been grafted into the tree like a wild olive branch to inject new vitality into the old tree. Well, Jews and Gentiles share its nourishment and depend on Christ for life. Neither can rest on heritage, culture, or theological beliefs for salvation. Continue in His goodness. We'll see this as uh, we read today. It refers to steadfast perseverance in faith. Steadfastness is a proof of the reality of faith and a byproduct of salvation, not a means to it. Now, there's some controversy regarding verse 26 here. Some say the phrase, "...and so all Israel shall be saved," means that the majority of Jews in the final generation before Christ's return will turn to Christ for salvation. Others say that Paul is using the term Israel for the spiritual nation of Israel made up of everyone, Jew and Gentile, who has received salvation through faith in Christ. Thus, the term all Israel or all believers will receive God's promised gift of salvation. And still others say that all Israel means Israel as a whole will have a role in Christ's kingdom. Their identity as a people won't be discarded. God chose the nation of Israel, and He's never rejected it. He also chose the church through Jesus Christ, and He will never reject it either. This does not mean, of course, that all Jews or all church members are going to be saved. we get down here to uh, verses 28 through 32. We'll see in this passage. Paul shows how the Jews and Gentiles benefit each other. Whenever God shows mercy to one group, well, the others share the blessings. In God's original plan, the Jews would be the source of God's blessing to the Gentiles. When the Jews neglected this mission, God blessed the Gentiles anyway through the Jewish Messiah. He still maintained his love for the Jews because of his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But someday, the faithful Jews will share in God's mercy. God's plans will not be thwarted. He will have mercy upon all. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. July 28, The New Testament, Romans chapter 11, verses 13 through 36. I, Paul, am saying all this especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might save some of them. For since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be life for those who were dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel, have been broken off. And you Gentiles, who are branches from a wild olive tree, have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not the root. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ, and you are there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen, for if God did not spare the original branches, He won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe toward those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in His kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off, and if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again for God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You, by nature, were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into His cultivated tree, He will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. Some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, but this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ, and so all Israel will be saved. As the scriptures say, the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem, and he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them, that I will take away their sins. Many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news, and this benefits you Gentiles. Yet, they are still the people he loves, because he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God. But when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are the rebels, and God's mercy has come to you, so that they too will share in God's mercy. For God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so He could have mercy on everyone. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge! How impossible it is for us to understand His decisions and His ways! For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give Him advice? And who has given Him so much that He needs to pay it back? For everything comes from Him and exists by His power and is intended for His glory. All glory to Him forever. Amen.
4: Hold it all together. Everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender. Lay it down and let it go. So when you're on your knees, and answer seems so far away. You're not alone, stop holding on and just be held. Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be held. Just be held. Just be held If your eyes are on the storm You wonder if a love still But if your eyes are on the cross You know I always have and I always will Then not a tear is wasted In time you'll understand I'm painting beauty with the ashes your life is in my hands So when you're on your knees and answer seems so far away You're not alone Stop holding on and just be held Your world's not falling apart It's falling into place I'm on the throne Stop holding on and just be held just be held your world's not falling apart it's falling into place i'm all this wrong stop holding on and just be held just be
0: And this next song is dedicated to one of our coordinators, Nathan Souther.
4: Fell for your first day that I met you. Never dreamed that I ever could forget you. But black and white make a mess when it turns. To relax like I'm living for the wrong reasons through the seasons. Trying to fall for you, but then they put me on blast. It's like I try to speak my mind because I know that I'm his. And yep, I try to speak my mind, but it don't flow with them kids. Man, if I'm not talking about the newest Nikes or releases, they put the mute on me. I can't speak about my Jesus like I'm living for him. I'm slipping this in, I turn around and make the amends. I try to fit in, I dust it up and stumble again. I'm taking this pin. So I remember just how sweet that it is. Yeah, man, I got issues, I can't even lie. My only saving grace is knowing I got you inside. I'm done with saving face, I don't got a thing to hide. So don't leave me alone, keep coming day and night. Don't leave me, leave me alone. Bust down the door of my heart.
3: In the book of Psalms today will be from chapter twenty-two, verses one through eighteen. We'll see that uh, David gave an amazingly accurate description of the suffering the Messiah would endure hundreds of years later. David was obviously enduring some great trial, but through his suffering, he, like the Messiah to come, gained victory. Jesus, the Messiah, quoted this verse while hanging on the cross, carrying our burden of sin. It was not a cry of doubt, but an urgent appeal to God. We'll see that when others despise us and heap scorn upon us, they treat us as less than human. After much degradation, we, like David, could begin to feel like worms. And when we feel the sting of rejection, we got to keep in mind the hope and victory that God promises us. As we move on into our scripture reading here in Psalms today, we'll see that God's loving concern does not begin on the day we're born and conclude on the day we die, but reaches back to those days before we were born and reaches ahead along the unending path of eternity. Our only sure hope comes from a God whose concern for us reaches beyond our earthly existence. When faced with this kind of love, how could anyone reject it? We'll also read about the land of Bashan is located east of the Sea of Galilee. It was known for its strong and fat cattle. Because of its grain fields, it was often called the breadbasket of Palestine. And now, let's begin our reading here today from the book of Psalms. Psalm 22, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of David, to be sung to the tune, Doe of the Dawn. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. But I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb, and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near, and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls, fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey." My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7 The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them.
0: And thank you for listening to today's edition of Transformation Radio, radio that matters. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself, and I would like to pray it out today just to get the day off to a good start. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the bed that you give us to sleep in, Father. Father, I thank you for the food that you give us each and every day, and I thank you for the weather, how nice it's been Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the grace that you show us each and every day, keeping us alive and healthy. Father, I uh, thank you for keeping us on this side of the dirt. And Father, I just ask today that we have a good day at work today, wherever we may be going, and we have safe travels to and from work today. Father, I just thank you again for this ministry, and I thank you again for all the listeners that are just trying to better their lives or just make their day a little better. Father, I just thank you again for being you and loving us as much as you do and i love you father in jesus name i pray amen